Welcome to Discovering You, a podcast that explores the intricacies of personality and how it impacts the way we navigate through life. What will you discover today? Hi, listeners. Hi, Heather. Hi there. Are you ready to do our mood meter, how we feel app check-in? Sure am. How are you feeling today? I am feeling curious. So that would be in the yellow high energy. Curious is defined on the app as interested in learning something. That's encouraging. I feel like the last two times we recorded is having (laughs) bad days and I was not having very happy how we feel. So I'm glad that that's a little more positive. How are you feeling? I'm also in the yellow zone. I have enthusiastic, which is just, it's actually next to curious. Very similar. On the app, it is defined as highly interested in an area or activity. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's good because today, as we're recording, it's a really miserable rainy day. It sure is. That's good. That We're not letting that impact our mood somehow. <laughs> today, we're going to be chatting about leadership styles and what each one brings to the table. Before we get to that, though, International Cake Day is on the weekend. So, of course, that means I'm comparing DISC to types of cake. For high D, it's devil's food cake, strong and substantial, both in texture and flavor. High I is ice cream cake, whimsical and refreshing. High S is pound cake, a staple item, appeals to most people. And high C is bun cake, perfectly formed and classic. Heather, do you have a favorite cake on here? Yes and no. So I always get the high eye. Yeah. So ice cream cake. But I feel like you missed out on cheesecake. Where does cheesecake Mm. fit in here? No pressure. (laughs) I struggled with that one. I wasn't sure where to put it for a variety of reasons. There was a little bit of crossover. Mm. Honestly, I know some people love cheesecake, but it's like really hit or miss. Like I really do not like it. And really? Yeah. Oh, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> I don't know what came first. I don't know if this is a chicken or egg situation. It upsets my stomach. So I don't know oh. if that is the correlation I have to it. That's a good excuse. Okay. We can be friends. <laughs> Do you have a favorite on the list? Yeah. In this one, I'm kind of torn between a pound cake and a bunt cake, which is funny because those are my two highest factors. So, oh, well, it works. Yeah. I'm not like a super huge cake fan. So I think that makes sense. If I'm honest, I just like the icing. Okay, I see. Cake is just a vehicle. I think the two ones I'm picking are sort of just plainer. I'm not a fan of a lot of icing or rich kind of toppings. I'm not a fan. Well, there we go. (laughs) So be it. (laughs) Hopefully we're not in a fight now over that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let it go. All right. Okay. Before I delve into the topic at hand, different styles of leadership. Let me clarify that you don't have to be in a job where leader or something equivalent is part of your title or even job description. We are all called upon to be leaders from time to time, whether it's situational, maybe having an important talk with a colleague or providing feedback, setting the tone for your workspace, even in scenarios in our personal lives. I think there's a lot of crossover between leadership at work and leadership at home specifically parenting. So this material should be relevant to most people. Much of the source information comes from Primal Leadership, 
written by Daniel Goleman, who writes extensively on emotional intelligence, and I've referenced him on this podcast before. The goal of understanding the different styles is to help discover which style is your most dominant, identify areas of overuse and underuse, and adapt a leadership style that is most effective for the situation. In his book, Goldman identifies six different leadership styles. Now, to make this more fun, I'm going to use some fictional TV characters to bring it to life. So the first style is the authoritative leader, also known as a visionary. For this one, I have chosen Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Visionary leaders articulate where a group is going, but not necessarily how it will get there. They enable people to experiment, innovate, take calculated risks, create a clear vision, show the big picture and provide the why, and set definitive expectations combined with a hands-off approach. As I'm always inclined to do, I look at these different styles through a DISC framework because it deepens my understanding. So the DISC profile that I think pairs up most accurately to the authoritative leadership style is high dominance combined with low compliance. So we've got high D, low C. Their comfort with taking risks, thinking outside of the box, and not worrying about the nitty gritty details of the how. The second style is the coaching leader. And what better example of this leader than Coach Lasso from Ted Lasso? Coaching leadership focuses on personal development rather than accomplishing tasks. Expressing genuine interest in the career goals of their employees lends itself to loyalty and engagement. This helps people identify their strengths and weaknesses and guides and mentors employees to enhance their skills and reach their full potential. Notably, this style is used the least often, and this is explained by pressures on the leader for tight deadlines, lack of time, you know, stuff has to get done. The disc profile that lines up here is high steadiness combined with low dominance. So a high S, low D combo. High S's are known to be great mentors and find value in coaching and helping others to be their best. This approach requires patience with which S's have. The D is low here because D's look for quick results with a focus on the end result, and that's not the case with this particular style. Moving on to the third type, the affiliate leader. I selected Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec. Affiliate leaders are masters at building a sense of belonging. This type of leader has a people-come-first attitude, encourages open communication, supports employees' innovation, and self-belief. The DISC match for this style is high influence and low compliance, high I, low C. High I's are all about people over process and rules, and love spontaneity, hence the innovation. The C is low because less planned out, out-of-the-box thinking is encouraged here. Number four is the Democratic leader, and the character for this one is Michael Scott from The Office. The democratic approach works best when the leader is unsure of the direction to take and gathers ideas from the employees. This leadership style is not afraid to be wrong or challenged by others, understands that without their team's acceptance and support, their vision will not be realized, encourages teamwork, collaboration, and communication. So listeners, and maybe Heather, do you have any guesses on what you think the DISC profile matches up for this one? I'll give you a sec to think. 
I recognize the high S in this one for sure. Yes. Very good. So it is a combination of high steadiness and low compliance. So high S, low C. S's are all about teamwork and support. The C is low, though, (laughs) because of the not afraid to be wrong part. (laughs) So that's the part that's tricky for me, Heather. What about you? Heather and I, we both have high C's. So yeah, I don't know that I would love to be always challenged by others and have no fears of being wrong. I have to admit that would definitely be a trigger for me. No, no, me too. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say I'm ashamed to admit it, but not even ashamed to admit it. (laughs) This is the one thing I've learned over all the time we've done this together with the disc. It's like, I am going to embrace my high C. And with that comes the need to not want to be right. The thing is, because we try so hard to get things right. Yeah. For people listening, if you don't have a high C, it's not about, oh, I want to be a know-it-all. It's really just I'm trying really hard to do my best and not make a mistake. And I think that's really where it comes from. And I think people can relate to it better if they frame it up that way. Absolutely. Okay, moving on. The fifth style is the pace setter leader. And my example for that is Miranda Bailey from Grey's Anatomy. This leader holds and exemplifies high standards for performance. They continually set high standards for themselves and others. They value efficiency, quality, and often are apprehensive about delegating. They lead by example, embodying the effort they expect from their team. The disc combo here is high compliance and low influence, so high C and low I. The emphasis on high quality is very C-like, not to mention their struggle with delegating. Heather's nodding, so she's relating. (laughs) Yeah. This one is like ding, ding, ding. Uh, Okay. Okay. And finally, we have the coercive leader who I've characterized through none other than Logan Roy from Succession. So if you're a fan of Succession, I probably don't need to say another word. You probably have a really good sense of what this (laughs) style is about. Their motto is do it because I said so. And they demand compliance without explaining the reason why. This type of leader makes decisions on behalf of their employees without consulting or discussing with them, dictates rather than guides, and often uses intimidation as a way to get things done. Obviously, this style is far from ideal, so please know that I'm not saying this disc profile leads this way, (laughs) but the closest match would be high dominance and low steadiness. So high D, low S. Ds are comfortable making quick decisions and are very direct about getting things done. Low S also moves at a swift pace and doesn't overthink or need to get buy-in. So it's important now for me to clarify that there is no best leadership style, but effective leaders are the ones who can adapt their style to what is being called for in different situations. Solely focusing on just one style can be both excessive and limiting. So here's an exercise to help determine your dominant style. Write down the names of all six. Listen to the descriptions again, and then rank them from 1 to 10. So 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest for the ones you use the most. So I thought it would be fun for Heather and I to do this exercise together. And listeners, you can do it along with us. For me, or authoritative, that was Captain Holt. I gave that a 6. So out of 10, I felt like that would be my style to the level of a 6. Heather, what did you give the authoritative? I gave it a five. Okay. So we're pretty similar on that. 
which I think might be a little high but for me, but okay. Uh, the next one was the coaching one. So to remind you, that was Ted Lasso who was the character. For me, I gave that a nine. Heather? Uh, I did not give it a nine. <laughs> I gave it a six. Okay, that's still pretty high. And I think for me, I think this one is a little bit skewed almost because of what I do. Like I'm working with teams or individuals and it is on things around coaching. If I separate the actual context of my work versus if I had a bunch of people that needed to do certain tasks, maybe it would be different. I do need to own that. The next one is affiliate. And that was the example, Leslie Nope. For that one, I gave myself an eight. Heather? I gave myself a four. <laughs> okay. You looked like guilty when you were saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. For the Democratic one, this is Michael Scott from The Office. I gave myself a seven on this one. I gave myself a two. <laughs> okay. But when I think about it in the relation to disc, mm -hmm. it's like high S, low C. I have no S True. and I'm a high C. Good point. So I think it makes sense yeah. that way too. It does, yeah. Not that I need to rationalize it, but <laughs> that's how I did rationalize it. No, that totally makes sense. The next one is pace setting. And this is the one where I used Miranda Bailey as the example. I gave myself a four. So not very high on this one. How about you? I gave myself a nine. I think mm. that is my style. Like my innate natural style. Okay. I think Miranda Bailey inspired a lot of people, right? <laughs> you look dubious. I don't consider myself a leader. Okay. Well, it's what I said at the beginning, though. That's why I said, and I think that's good for you to share that, Heather, because a lot of maybe the listeners need to hear that too. Like, again, it doesn't necessarily have to be the role that you're in. It's just you can be a leader in a situation. You can be a leader under a set of circumstances. We need to scrap that traditional notion maybe of leader. Yeah. And this is kind of what this podcast is about, is there are these different approaches. And sometimes it's important to adopt one for a certain period of time and then maybe go back to another one. Oh, yeah, I agree. And I think every scenario is different based on what you've talked about before, like who else is on the team? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. In that scenario, right? Like what other personality profiles or 100% leadership styles? Yes. Okay, finally, we're closing out with coercive. And this was, of course, Logan Roy example. So I give myself a one. <laughs> Heather? Uh, I don't actually watch Succession. And maybe I scored myself a little high here, but I did give myself a five. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think this is how I lead. And maybe my high D took over when I was reading it. Mm. Like when I was listening to what yes. you were saying. But I also think I'm a little bit like, let's just all do our job. <laughs> Okay. And that's, that is very, yes, that's very high D. I just don't think the way you would go about it. Listen, here's your homework for next time, Heather. You need to watch a clip. <laughs> just go watch a clip okay. of Logan Roy speaking <laughs> too. And when I think of the name of it, like coercive, I don't actually think I have the power to coerce mm. people. And the more I listen to what you're saying, my high D doesn't seem to come through as much as my C in like leadership style. Okay. All right. Interesting. That's just my own anecdotal study I've done while you've been talking, but <laughs> I'd maybe lower it down a little bit. But uh, I don't know. I think that there's a bit of coercive leader in me. Well, we are learning all kinds of interesting things about each other today, aren't we? <laughs> right? No cheesecake. No cheesecake. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Okay, listeners, I encourage you to write these out and do the rankings too. It's helpful to have a visual representation of your most to your least used style. Then here's a good reflection exercise. So after you do that, reflect on your dominant and underused styles and identify areas for improvement. So an example is think of a time where your dominant leadership style was effective. Describe the situation and why you think that approach was successful. Then think of an example where that same style was not effective. Reflect on what happened and why you think that approach didn't work. And maybe which leadership style would have been more effective in this situation? Also think about which leadership style do you underuse? How may incorporating these less used styles maybe benefit you and your team? So if you're at that point and you want to incorporate some techniques or characteristics from a leadership style that you don't naturally have, here are some ways to do that. If you want to build up being an authoritative leader, give people a dream they want to reach for, create a clear reward and recognition system, express the overall vision through a common goal. To be more of a coaching leader, set up frequent meetings and connect emotionally with employees, link long-term aspirations with daily tasks, accept short-term failures, and believe in people's potential. For the affiliate leadership style, you will want to give generous, positive feedback, pay attention to people's needs and feelings, and don't impose strict rules. To develop the democratic leadership style, take time to understand different points of view, learn how to manage conflict, don't punish people for telling the truth. Moving on, and these last two are going to sound weird in that the recommendations sound completely negative. <laughs> I will try to put this into perspective afterwards. For the pace setting style, set very high standards, be solely focused on goals, don't collaborate with employees. <laughs> See what I mean? Just wait because here comes the coercive leader. Make quick decisions, act forcefully, don't delegate authority. If you're thinking, why would I possibly want to adapt the last two styles? Here are some examples. Let me preface this by saying the advice around using these styles is that it would be very short term and for a specific purpose. For the pace setting approach, it works best in the first stage of a company's life cycle, which is also known as the entrepreneurial stage. The leader's the main driver of growth, and so they have to wear many different hats. When using this sparingly and in conjunction with a visionary and affiliate style, it can be helpful in achieving strong results. For the coercive leadership style, it could be used during a business crisis or genuine emergency when decisive, forceful leadership can help pull through this unpleasant scenario. Clearly, this should only be used under extreme circumstances and otherwise not recommended. <laughs> Listeners, I hope this helped you identify your leadership style and perhaps gave you some food for thought about what different styles bring to the table and perhaps adding them into the mix if the scenario calls for it. Thanks for joining us. Catch you next time. Building highly effective teams. In this foundational session, you will learn strategies for building a new team as well as enhancing existing teams, how to hire tactically and onboard new members, intentional alignment, build a team, not a group, the diverse role factors needed for a high-performing team. If you are interested in connecting with Victoria for team building, strategic onboarding, coaching, or speaking engagement, you can contact her at discoverwhatworks at gmail.com.
This show is a Twisted Spur media production produced by our very own Heather McPherson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with a friend and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.